0: Thank you for tuning into this week's message. For more information about Connections Church, you can go to connectionschurch.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Praise God, that is a word for you today. We are going to see a victory in all these things that are going on right now in our world that is coming against us, seemingly. God gives us complete victory. And man, we're so glad to have you with us this beautiful Sunday morning, wherever you're at, I pray it's a beautiful day like it is here in the heart of the Carolinas. And we are talking about limitless power today. This is week two of our brand new study entitled Limitless, and we want to welcome you today. And this, as I said just a moment ago, was a word for all of us about God's victory, God's power that is unbelievable and unmatched in every way. I love that part about taking down giants because that's... That's exactly what God specializes in. Every giant, every enemy that comes at us, God has complete victory and complete power over all of those. And we are a people that, that love Power. I just kind of jotted down a few things uh, this week in, in that arena. Uh, we love power in our automobiles. Some of you are, are car people and you love to rev that engine up. You love the the horsepower underneath the hood, and and some of you uh, uh, love the gadgets and the gizmos for your your house and and having powered appliances and generators and things of that nature. And how about now robotic vacuum cleaners? Man, I don't have one, but I've kind of seen them uh, on on videos and and different different places work where they just kind of move around on their own you don't have to push it anymore it's not human powered it's 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 powered by a, a motor inside that thing and, and we love that kind of power we love power in our positions maybe at work you have some power you have some authority and 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 some people get power hungry in that way and that's very dangerous but but we just love power and and some of you as Tim the tool man used to say love more power in your tools are you know that that kind of whole thing from the 80s I'm really showing my age now. We consume energy drinks by the tons in these days and times, and coffee drinks too, like crazy, for more energy and power to make it through the day. We love power as human beings. But I've got to ask you right now, what about our spiritual lives? Because what it seems to me to be in the the, the Christian world right now is that so many are satisfied or even resigned to a very limited or mediocre, powerless walk with Christ. Sort of a vanilla, just struggle-to-get-by level of discipleship. And I want you to know right now, that is just not what was promised, paid for, and delivered by Jesus' death, resurrection, and sending of the Holy Spirit's fullness at the day of Pentecost there as recorded in the book of Acts. We discussed last week that there is more than enough power available to all of us to sustain us. There's more than enough ability and, and might and 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 strength through our Savior and the Holy Spirit to be our source of supply for complete, limitless living in our day and time. And incredibly... We have Holy Spirit power in so many different areas. But but I just want to focus on a few for the next few moments this morning and I, or whatever time of the day you're watching this. And, and I want to remind you of those right now because I believe with all my heart that today more than ever, or should I say today as much as ever, we the church need the fullness of God's powerful Holy Spirit doing explosive things in and through our lives. First of all, you have more than enough power to live The more-than-conqueror's life that God promises is ours for the taking. Out of Romans chapter 8, verse 37, what I would call power for powerful living is available to all of us. Just as our relationship with God depends totally on what God has done through Jesus Christ, so does the power to live the Christian life that also comes completely from God. To live the Christian life as God intends, we must continually draw upon God's power through the Holy Spirit. We can really live and not just scrape by getting pushed around by the enemy and being bullied by him. Don't you love that? That truth, that powerful truth that we don't have to be pushed around, that the spirit of the living God that dwells in us gives us more than enough power to have complete victory in every aspect of our lives. So let me ask you right now. Let me just throw this out there. What would life look like for you individually individually? for your individual life, what would life look like if you began to utilize the fullness and the power of God through the Holy Spirit to live in that type of victory always and not from a place of scarcity or just not enough. Think, think with me about this. After spending three and a half years with Jesus, The the disciple Peter denied the Lord three different times on the eve of his crucifixion. The third time, he went so far as to even call down curses on himself, and he swore to them, I do not know this man that you're talking about. You see, at this point in Peter's life, after three and a half pretty doggone good years with Jesus, he wasn't living at this stage of life. He was actually, in this season, in this moment, dying a slow death of shame and remorse and guilt. He was probably consumed by what could have been and, and should have been in his life. I know that that many of us have felt that and, and have lived that, sadly, in our own lives. And I would describe his way of living in this moment in his, his existence as just that. Just existing, just barely getting by. But thanks be to God. Get this this morning or right now. Thanks be to God that Jesus came and rescued him. And not only did he rescue him, forgive him, and and, and set him free from his failure, but he also sent him, the Holy Spirit, to find out what life is truly all about. He gave him power to live ultimate victory in and through every situation that he was going to face. And the beautiful truth about it is that Jesus will do that very same thing for you and me. Let me just stop right now. I know I, I tend to talk fast and should have been an infomercial guy. But let me just stop for a moment and just let you soak that in. That same power, that same enablement, that same victorious living sustained by the Holy Spirit was not only given to Peter and the other disciples at that moment in history, but is available to every one of us today. Romans 8 verses 1 and 2 tells us this. So now, right now, Right this very moment, because read it as it is in the moment. Right now, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. What a freeing passage for all of us. And it goes on, it says in verse 2, And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving Spirit, you want to write that down somewhere, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Man, what a promise. God's Holy Spirit gives us life. Power-filled life. You and I have the power of the Holy Spirit to live limitless, victorious lives as God's people. I don't want you to miss that right now. I want you to grab a hold of that and make that a reality in your life. Because you know what? I've seen for far too long, far too many people who call themselves Christ followers, disciples of Christ, hiding out in fear, floundering in failure, just drifting through life, just getting by, just existing, when the beautiful truth is that God's power to live a strong, overcoming, strong, overcoming, let me repeat that, strong, overcoming life is available to every one of us. Power to really live life to the fullest. How many of you have ever dreamed of that, longed for that? Well, here it is, right here for the taking, power to live. And he also, secondly, right now, gives us power to proclaim. Let's go back to Peter's testimony for just a moment. Fast forward about seven weeks from what we read about just a few few minutes ago, and now we see this same guy, this very same guy, Peter, the, the disciple who failed Jesus, Peter, is now Preaching an anointed, powerful message to thousands of people in the streets of Jerusalem. Can you get that picture with me? In the streets of Jerusalem, Peter's out there holding a crusade for Christ. It's a virtual certainty that in that crowd, there were many people who were also gathered just seven weeks earlier that had been screaming in the direction of Jesus, crucify him, crucify him. I mean, these people were really mad, upset, and stirred up by the Roman government to take out vengeance upon the innocent Christ, and they were yelling out for blood, And these very same people that that could have caused more fear in Peter's life, just as he was afraid seven weeks ago, I'm sure that some in that crowd were the very ones who asked him, Aren't you one of Jesus' disciples too? And he denied it. And now, seven weeks down the road, here he is (laughs) proclaiming the truth of Jesus Christ crucified and raised from the dead. Man, what a difference! What a difference. And the result of this crusade, this proclaiming of Christ's truth, is that over 3,000 people came to salvation in that very gathering. I got to tell you, that is miraculous. What a difference. The answer for what made the difference is simple. And and it's right there in Scripture for us to see, because between his denial of Christ at at the Passover and his mighty soul-winning sermon less than two months later, Peter experienced the first New Testament day of Pentecost. Peter was among the original 120 who had received the heaven-sent baptism of the Holy Spirit described there in the book of Acts in the upper room. So let's just talk about that for just another moment. The mighty Holy Spirit anointing, known as the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it was vitally important to Jesus. So important that his disciples be filled with God's Holy Spirit that, in fact, just before he ascended to go back to heaven to prepare that place for us that he tells us about in John's Gospel, he forbade the disciples from going out to minister until, until they had received this Holy Spirit from on high. I'm going to tell you what it's like. It's like people, when they learn how to drive, when we're teaching our kids how to drive, when it comes to that crazy time of life when they get their, their their learner's permit and we're trying to teach them, we don't let them go out until they are fully prepared as best as possible and hit the open roads by themselves. We take them through a training course. We take them through miles of practice and driving with them and instructing them. They get all the teaching from, from driver's ed and all that stuff, and then finally they have to pass an exam and get handed their license. That's the kinda of what Jesus was doing here. He was saying, guys, you're not ready. And if you don't believe me, let me read to you out of Luke chapter 24, beginning in verse 47, where he says this, repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in my name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. He's getting them ready. He's priming the pump to send them out. And then he says, you are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised. That's the the promise of the Holy Spirit. And then he says to them right here, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. So he forbids them from going out until they're fully ready, and and to be fully ready, he knew that they needed the fullness of the baptism of the Holy Spirit saturated, as as it's described here, clothed in that power, just like I'm clothed in this cool checkered shirt right now that might be kind of distorted on your, your TV screen or your phone or whatever it is, but I've got pants on, thankfully, and I've got everything on. I am fully clothed. What he's saying to them is that you need to be draped from head to toe, every part of you covered and clothed with the power of God's Holy Spirit before you even think about going out and doing what I've called you to do. Just think about this. Peter, James, John, and the other disciples had just finished three and a half years of intensive daily training with Jesus himself. They had been with him 24-7. He gave them on-the-job ministry training assignments and debriefed them afterwards. He explained and taught the Word of God to them. He broke it down for them. He modeled godly behavior and effective ministry. Surely no people on earth before or since has been better trained than these disciples. Yet, for some reason, these same men, Jesus said, and, and my paraphrase here, He says to them, don't go out yet to minister. Stay in Jerusalem. You are not fully ready for New Testament ministry. You still need something for effective ministry that you are now lacking, and that something is the power of God's Holy Spirit from on high. And I'm telling you right now, and I'm telling myself right now, I can't do this in and of myself. You can't go out and effectively share the gospel and proclaim his good news in and of your own strength and your own abilities. We need God's precious power. We need that promise to come alive in us. That dunamis power that that is talked about, explosive power of the Holy Spirit, just as these men had and needed desperately before they went out and turned the world upside down. These men had the word of God. They had been personally trained by Jesus and yet they were not considered ready for ministry. And the reason why is simply this. They did not yet have the spiritual power from on high that they needed to accomplish their mission, and so do we. So I'm going to ask you right now. I've got just a little bit more, so so bear with me. Don't, don't leave me right now. Let me ask you would you say that you are operating in the fullness of god's holy spirit in your life would you say that that, that the power of god is just saturating your life is it is it overflowing as we talked about last week are you are you a man or a woman or young person who is just full of the spirit of the living god if not if not don't despair don't give up what a difference the holy spirit makes his power given to us to proclaim the gospel boldly and courageously is limitless as we're talking about and not only will I have the power to speak up but listen as we finish this up we'll also have power to be his witnesses let me go back to the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8 where Jesus tells this assembled group of disciples but you shall receive power That's not an if or a maybe or a might or possibly it could happen, as we like to say. No, he says, you shall. It's a definite. Mark it down. Stake your life on it. You're going to get the power of God when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be. There's the terminology again, not might, maybe, possibly, but you will. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. Listen, church. (laughs) These are precious, incredible promises that Jesus made. And it's not, again, I've said it a thousand times in my my ministry days, it's not limited to just these few disciples who originally followed him over 2,000 years ago. These are our promises. This is our power. You've got to get personal with it. You've got to invite it into your life. You've got to say, God, fill me with everything you've got. Why? Because I want to be a witness. And that's the ultimate desire. And that's the ultimate reason why the power comes, so that we can witness to the glory of God and to the amazing transformation that only he can bring to a life. There are a lot of good programs out there that can help us. There's some self-help stuff that can slightly improve our our place of being in this world. But only Jesus can transform us from the inside out. Only he can take us from death to life. And only he can send the Holy Spirit that he promised to us and will deliver on that promise to us just as he did 2000 years ago and has been doing ever since so that we can be full of the Spirit and go out and witness to a lost and dying helpless and somewhat hopeless and fearful world that we're in for such a time as this and I'm talking about not just being (laughs) witnesses through word but I'm talking about being witnesses through deeds and actions as well We are mandated, we are called, we are commissioned to go out and be witnesses in our world. And we can't do it, as I've mentioned several times already, in and of ourselves. Think about this. It's like a powered machine, maybe a vacuum cleaner. Now You can go around in in, in your house, whether you have carpet, hardwoods, whatever, linoleum, VCT, I don't know. Whatever you've got, you can go around and try to hand clean everything and get it all up off the floor by yourself in your own power. You know what? You're going to wear out. You're going to wear down. You're going to get tired. You're going to just give up after a while and say, man, it's not worth it. I'm just going to live with stuff on my floors. Sweep it up every now and again. But when you plug that vacuum cleaner in to a power source, or maybe yours is is battery operated and you recharge that battery, it's got to have some power then there's nothing like utilizing a great tool or great machine that is full of power and can get the job done. Instead of hand cranking on, 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 a, on a screwdriver, you pull out a, a powered screwdriver that's battery operated or you're plugged in, drill, or whatever, and you zip right through that easily. That's the kind of power we're talking about. But we've got to be plugged in to the power source. And that source is Jesus Christ, as Philippians 4.13 talks about we can do all things through Christ who what? Strengthens us through his Holy Spirit, including the work of witnessing for Christ. For the Christian, our power source is none other than the Holy Spirit. Again, Jesus said to his disciples just before ascending into heaven, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses of me. John fifteen five, he says to us, without him, we can do nothing. So which is it? Are we living apart from him? Or are we living plugged in to the power? Are we living a spirit-led and spirit-empowered life? The Holy Spirit helps us to know what to say in those right moments that we get to share with others, to be that witness. Luke twelve twelve. Jesus was teaching the disciples to not worry about what they might say when ministering to people, and he told them this, the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour, could translate moment, in that very moment, what you ought to say. He will equip us in the moment, while in our witnessing, we, we do wanna strive to always be ready to share when God provides opportunities. However, we need to also trust in the power of the Holy Spirit to know when and what to share. called discernment through god's spirit that is so important he will teach us he will impart to us he'll give us the wisdom and the words of what to share and when to share it i I can't tell you how many countless times i've been in walmart or lowe's or out somewhere just doing a chore or running an errand and and all of a sudden i would round the corner of one aisle and start to turn on the other now you got to go one way (laughs) You got to watch those signs and those arrows on the floor. But but back in the day when you just go willy-nilly through the store, man, what fun was that? And I remember back, in, back many, many times where I would just be wandering through a store, heading to get whatever it was I needed, and all of a sudden, bam, come face-to-face with somebody. Usually somebody that I've known from the past, and it was one of those God moments. I mean, I was in there just trying to grab a, a box of nails, and all of a sudden they began to share with me the trouble they've, they've had and the, the hurt they're in and all the turmoil that's going on in their lives. And right there in that moment, I got to be a witness. Many times right there in the store, I've even just grabbed their hand and said, let me pray with you right now. Let me speak into your life right now and begin to minister to them in, in, in that, that aisle of that store. Why? Because the Holy Spirit just began to give wisdom and words to, to encourage and minister and share and love and led people to Christ in stores and, 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 and just prayed for people in stores and all kind of things and, and, and places that are just out on street corners, wherever. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will speak to us and through us in those times. I love that. I love that. will cause us to be a witness. And as we finish up right now in the next couple of moments, what I also love is the fact that these disciples disciples that, that we're talking about, Peter and the, the rest of the gang, were of no great pedigree. They didn't come from, from the top stock of, of Jerusalem in, in that day and time or, or the Roman Empire. No, Jesus chose ordinary people. Not the best and the brightest, thank God that I qualify in that category. Not those with, with the extraordinary gift of speaking and, 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 and evangelism to be as witnesses, no. Rather, their gifting was in the power and the presence of God. In fact, when the Sanhedrin, the religious group, perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled, and here's what they said about this first group of disciples after the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and I pray that it's said of us. And please don't miss this right now. They said, we realize that these men have been with Jesus. Wow. God, let that be said of us. Lord, that we could be recognized as having been with you on a regular basis. And the power of your Holy Spirit is with us always. And you're filling and overflowing our lives continually with that great dynamite power lord let that be us god let that be our testimony now as you close your eyes with me for just a moment and we finish finish up this segment of our study some of you're probably asking how do i let the holy spirit fill me empower me and overflow me with your eyes closed for just a moment if you possibly can wherever you're at would you would you just do this with me just confess any sin that may be in your life right now. Just, just admit it. Just say, Lord, you know it already, but I'm just going to confess it to you. Here's the stuff. Here's the sin, God, that I've been struggling with, that I've, I've as, as Psalm said, if I cherish sin in my heart, the Lord will not listen to me, that I've cherished in my heart. I've allowed to remain there, God. I confess it. Cleanse me. Forgive me. Remove it from me. Set me free. Deliver me from all that that junk, that poison. Next, just yield every area of your life to Jesus Christ. The Bible says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey it and its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been bought from death to life, and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness, Romans 6, 12, and 13. Just just surrender everything to him. God, it's yours. I'm yours, every part of me. And then lastly, pray for ask and trust the Holy Spirit to fill you. This is only possible by faith, by trusting God to shape your life, just as those first men and and women did in gathering in that upper room. They had faith to believe in the promises of God, and they stepped out and obeyed His command, as we talked about last week. And when the time came and, and the Holy Spirit came down, they were all filled to overflowing. Began to speak in tongues, began to praise God, began to be be full of joy and 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 boldness and courage and power, and went out and changed the world. So. I pray right now for all of us. Lord, send your Holy Spirit to, number one, save us from our sins. Deliver us and set us free that we become children of the Most High God simply by saying yes and opening up the door that you're knocking on right now in our lives, God, personally, individually, Lord. We choose you, Jesus. We accept you and your beautiful, amazing, incredible gift of salvation. And secondly, Lord, we ask you to come and fill us with the Holy Spirit and the fire of God and the purity and the passion and the power that you bring to our lives so that we can not only be your children, God, fully and completely yours, Lord, but we can be witnesses and proclaim the good news of, of Jesus Christ to our lost and dying world and shine your light bright everywhere we go and stand up to giants, God, and take them down and and, and, and witness and, and minister to people all over the place, in the streets, God, in the stores, in the homes, God, in the coffee shops, Lord, Lord, wherever we're at, that we would be instruments of your power and your glory and your goodness. Help us today, Lord. Change us today, God. Fill us today to overflowing with the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name. And everybody said together, Amen. Listen, would you do me a favor right now? Would you contact us? Let us know. Comment, reach out, email, Facebook, whatever you have to do. Just get in touch with us. Let us know the decisions you're making right now in your life for Jesus Christ so that we can help you and follow up with you and be here for you. We want to be your church. Not, not You don't ever have to step foot in this, this building once we're allowed to again. However, we want to be your church. We want to be your family. We want to help you. We want to walk with you. We want to be connected. And we want to be full of God's Holy Spirit and His power. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for hearing this today and allowing the Spirit of the living God to change you as He is us from the inside out. God bless you. We can't wait to connect with you.